0: What is going on everyone? Welcome to this week's Pardon the Disruption. This one certainly will not disappoint for our loyal viewers. I am your host, Matthew Potter, short sale guy, hedge fund connection, and co-founder of the Family Tree at Real Broker. If I can help you grow your business in any way, go ahead and give me a holler. I'm going to get into how we do things around here. We will have five pre-selected questions in each one of our esteemed Panelists will get 45 seconds to answer, and then um, ultimately there'll be two minutes to chop it up after that. And then points will be awarded on the best argument that is given or whoever cash apped me earlier today. Um, not looking at you, RJ. Uh, we're going to go ahead and get into it with introductions around here with our reigning champion, uh, Mr. RJ Bates, this, that, and the third. Introduce yourself.
1: What's up, everybody? RJ Bates third here from Fort Worth, Texas. I just want to give a quick shout-out to Steve and Leon, man. You guys, I, I looked at the questions. We don't have any NBA questions, so I wanted to throw in the NBA today by saying you guys are like the Detroit Pistons and San Antonio Spurs. You show up every night. You know you're not going to win, but you still show up. We appreciate you guys going to pardon the disruption this week.
0: Wow. Just like that, we're st- we're starting in intros. All right, <laughs> next up, coming to us live and direct from Richmond, VA, we have Chris Jefferson, CJ. Introduce yourself, boss. Chris Jefferson,
2: Richmond, VA. The U. Uh, I'm excited to be back another week. Everybody's looking fresh. I feel like skin. Uh, Steve's skin is like slightly lighter. Uh, so shout out to uh, shout out to Steve. <laughs> um you, look, you know happy birthday steve Trink. um leon i don't know if i've ever seen you with a hat man good for you and uh i was looking over rj's shoulder and the way his head was sitting i thought it said tink i see it says think but uh it's good to see him as well and potter my guy man what's up what's up
0: well, what's going on man it's always good to see you yeah. all right next up we have mr leon do not forget the g barnes collective genius go ahead and introduce yourself
3: Man, shots fired right out of the gates. I think everybody's uh, upset with me since I'm in Tampa at 75 degrees while everybody else is freezing their cookies off. Uh, Well, I guess with the exception of light-skinned Steve. Um, I'm old school. I'm old school. Uh, So I will take uh, the compliment of Pistons uh, and the Spurs because I don't live in today. I live in the past. And so I'm a bad boy. And I'm a champion <laughs> over five times. So I will definitely, definitely take that. Thank you, RJ.
1: You're welcome. <laughs>
0: Man, that is that is outstanding. All right. Last, certainly not least, coming to us with the best lighting, clearly, today. Steve, Mr. Disruptor Trang, go ahead and introduce yourself.
4: Yeah, Steve Trang, Real Estate Disruptors, Um, So we had uh, a meeting this week on how we can improve the quality of the show. It was very, very... Thought provoking, very inspiring meeting. And as a result of our meeting, we we're looking for two more panelists. So, besides Leon and myself, we're looking for two more people to join our organization people that will respect the professionalism of our organization and not be so disrespectful to my colleagues. So, uh, if you guys want to throw your hat in the ring, just send us an email, Steve at disruptors.com.
0: In the meantime, we're going to go ahead and roll with the A squad here. All right, we're going to get into it with question number one. How can a wholesaler avoid burnout during the early stages of their career when they are still actively involved in most aspects of their business? Start us off, RJ.
1: Yeah, I had the honor of interviewing Trevor Mock from Carrot yesterday, and he talked about his entrepreneur freedom formula. And he talked about an entrepreneur starts to be able to hire and delegate things out once they eclipse the $300,000 mark. $300,000 a year to a million is really where you need to start delegating things out. Before that, you could pretty much do everything yourself. And it was thought-provoking in regards to this question. You know, up until that point, you pretty much have to do everything yourself. So how can you avoid that burnout? Because it could take you a couple of years to eclipse 300000 And I think that what we need to do there is, is find someone that's running the type of business that you want to run and mirror them exactly and avoid all of the other new noise. If you can do that, I think you can avoid the burnout and get there as quickly as possible.
0: There we go. We got ourselves a very specific game plan from uh, RJ. I like it. All right, CJ, what are your thoughts on this? No, I, I just got burnt out. Like, let's <laughs> go uh, none,
2: Nonetheless, right? If you're a new wholesaler, here's I, I talk about this in one of our one of our programs, Hands Off Wholesaling. Right? People get into the business; they want to be wholesalers. They're one person, and they're trying to do all these different roles to complete one wholesale transaction. But I often talk to our students about. Is isolate on one part of the process. If you want to isolate like in hands off wholesaling, we say to isolate on acquisitions and hand your deal off to somebody else to do the rest of the work for you and get it closed. Or, you know, identify yourself as a transaction coordinator, be a transaction coordinator in a transaction, make some money. Uh, If you can identify somebody who has relationships, can find cash buyers, go find cash buyers and find people who have deals they need to move and make some money. Like that's the fastest way to avoid burnout as one person and the fastest way to actually start making money.
0: There we go. I like it. All right, Leon, what about you? How are you avoiding burnout?
3: So a couple things here, both RJ and CJ had great points there. And I usually see people as real estate investors, wholesalers, when they're doing two to three deals a month and generally in that three to $500,000 range on an annual basis. So it's right in our wheelhouse. And usually what we start off with is elevate and delegate. Uh, In fact, our opening community that we have or for people that are generally doing two to three deals is called Elevate. You've got to start delegating at that point, whether that's through VAs or the game has changed over the last 10 years. There are so many services that you can bring on to to offset and and delegate things that are not high uh, revenue generating tasks. Those are the things that you should really focus on like TC services, uh, lead management services. Cold calling services, you name it, they're available to you that you don't have to go out and hire. uh, And you only pay when you need these particular services. The last thing I will say that no one's touched on yet is you have to make time for yourself. You have to recharge. Shout out to uh, CJ. You have to recharge. And if that involves physical activity, reading, you have to make time for the things that recharge you and actually bring you energy. You've got to make sure that you're doing both of those things and not just delegating.
0: Definitely important to recharge. Uh, I love that, Leon. All right, Steve, what about you? What are your thoughts? So
4: I don't think RJ was listening in our meeting when we were talking about (laughs) we want to have our show be more engaging. Right. We don't want to bore our audience to tears. Um, So I, I look at two different things. First, you have to remember your purpose. right? When you got into the business, you got into the business for a very specific reason. Remember that reason. Remember your purpose. right? Whether it was changing your legacy, pursuing financial freedom, time freedom, whatever. Remember why you started, because that's what you gotta you have, you have to have that passion to push you through. The other thing, there's not gonna be PC, but don't be a baby, right? This stuff's hard. If you can't power through in the beginning because it's too hard, you gotta look in the mirror and ask yourself if this is a business for you. Cause there is nothing but adversity. And once you get past the first layer of adversity, then there's the second layer of adversity, then there's the third layer of adversity. Chris talked about this last week or the week before. Like there's not a point, where it's like, oh, it's easy now. It just gets harder and harder and harder. You have different problems. So if you're struggling initially
1: because you're burning out,
4: just know it's not going to get easier.
1: So Steve, on that point though, I mean, I hear you, but the things that burned me out early on was not the actual business. It was, I didn't have the funds yet to hire a bookkeeper and a CPA to do that. I didn't have the money to hire a TC or I didn't even know what a TC was. The things that we can delegate out once you get past, that's why I brought up that $300,000 number is once you get to that point there and you're making enough money on a monthly basis to start delegating the things that can burn you out. So I hear you about the passion and the vision, but But there's certain things that burn you out. You couldn't afford it. So what'd you do? You freaking did it.
4: Yeah. (laughs) That's what it is. You just do it.
3: Go ahead, CJ.
2: No, I mean, look, when you're starting a business uh, you're starting a wholesaling, that's, you, it's not a business just because you got an LLC. All right. Uh, and so, you know, this notion that uh, you can just like do all these things without money just is completely unrealistic. Most people get into wholesaling first because we don't have any money when we start. That's why we start off in wholesaling in the first place. So your, your primary goal to me should just be to go get some money. All right. And there's so many ways with wholesaling that you can quickly start to make some money. Again, if you focus on acquisitions, you can make some quick money. If you focus on providing buyer relationships, you can make some quick money. If you focus on doing uh, transaction coordinating and just helping people with their paperwork or managing their follow ups, you can quickly make some money. And then you can then use that to implement some things as you start to move along.
3: Remind me that if I ever have any issues, uh, the psychiatrist that I would not want to call is Dr. Trang. Because Dr. Trang, I'm going to go in and sit on his Agreed. couch, and he's going to tell me, grow up, don't be a baby. That's his <laughs> solution to not burning out. <laughs> hey,
4: it works. it works. It got me here.
3: <laughs> All right. So what's the next phase after you say, hey, I'm not a baby? Now what do I need, Dr. Trang? I need help with getting through those things that are burning me out. Because look, right. depression's you real. Know. Burnout is real. What What do we do to go and solve those? What's next? Can't just tell so, me I'm a baby.
4: No, but I think you surround yourself, right? We talked about a lot on this show about finding a community, finding a tribe, finding other people that you can connect with and share your war stories with. But again, the reason why I say like don't be a baby, like you know, Steve Jobs said this in an interview, like you've got to find a passion. You got to be passionate about this because if yeah. you, without the passion, you will wilt and crumble, right? You got to have yeah, a we, purpose.
3: We talk about this all the time. And each phase of your business, there's going to be a valley of death, right? You get to the top of the mountaintop, and you you think that at that 250 you know, $1,000 annual mark, you're going, man, I'm doing great. And then you just, you, you you tap out because you're now going into that next level, what we call the valley of death. In order to get through those things, you're absolutely right. You have to surround yourself with other people that can talk you through and that you can understand that if that person can do it, then so can I. So that's absolutely being a part of a community or even local, having local conversations with others that have uh, in, have been in front of you in the past. Cause there, there's going to come that time. I don't care what level of business you have. You're going to have those hard times that you're going to come on to right after you have your best times.
4: You can always call me, Leon, when you need to talk.
3: Well, I don't know about that. You, you're not a hugger and you don't like talking long on the phone.
0: <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, I'm sure everybody wants to award the point to uh, Dr. Trang on this one. Uh, this one's going to go ahead and go to Leon. Uh, one of the things I think he touched on, I, I think everybody would agree to, with this, but he touched on is you gotta take time to recharge for yourself, uh, every now and then so that you are not draining your battery down to nothing. You're useless if your is zero. I've I've definitely learned that and I know everybody up here has as well. All you know, right. one Close. way I
3: recharge real quick, just to add this, is you know, at least four times a year, I take Steve Trang out in the basketball court and I just crush <laughs> him. Just absolutely crush him. It just gives me so much confidence. Just builds me up. Love it.
0: (laughs) Ding, ding. (laughs) All right. We're going to get into question number two. As the holidays approach, is this the time to grind or recharge uh, for the next year? Start us off, Leon.
3: Well, this is actually my question because in my career, I've gone back and forth on this. And when I was younger... Uh, in my twenties, I grinded the mess through the holidays because I knew no one else was working, especially as a salesperson, you know, those last two weeks of the year, a lot of people are taking time. Uh, and as I've gotten older, I've taken more of that time myself to spend with family. I think a good, happy medium here is for those uh, that do have uh, that time available, especially when it comes from a staffing standpoint, <clears throat> they should take the time that's made available do use that time to recharge. But also, if you are at the end of the year and you have goals, you need to push to those goals. That's why we set the goals, especially if you haven't met them at that point. And then from a leadership standpoint, I think executives should be working and planning on uh, 2024 uh, and making sure that all those planning sessions they've had in the last quarter, that they're starting uh, to, to really get to a point where we're going to hit the ground running January 1st and make sure that you have momentum going into the new year.
0: Solid. All right, Steve, what about you grinding or recharging combination of both?
4: So Ren Bartlett is a friend of ours. And one thing he's, he's screaming right now is it's separation season, baby. This is the time where we separate, right. And create distance between us and our competition. So when I was a solopreneur, December was always my best time, right? This is years ago. But December is always my best time because everyone else is taking it off. So my leads are cheaper and I was locking up more contracts. So I always loved December. Wholesaling as an industry is a lot more evolved now. right? There's more systems and processes in place. So that doesn't happen as much now as it did before. But it's still separation season. And the reason why is that your Q1 is 100% determined by your efforts in November, December. right? If you take November, December off, you also took Q1 off because you're not closing anything in January. you take November, December off. So for me, it's separation season. Our
1: guys are grinding, and we're enjoying it.
0: There you go. All right, RJ, what about you? What are your thoughts?
1: Yeah, I mean, you know, we we call them quarters, which leads me to our favorite sports, (laughs) football and basketball. I mean, I don't think the end of the fourth quarter or the beginning of the first quarter is where you should be taking time off. Um, And I think unless this is where you strategically – planned on taking time off to recharge. I think that's another thing that we're undermining here is that, hey, you do need to recharge like Leon said in question one, but it should be planned out when you're going to do that and how you're going to do that without your company suffering because of you recharging and, and you know refueling yourself. So for me, it's always been like Steve said, this is separation season. I love finishing the year strong. Um, and then it also leads into starting the year strong uh january has consistently been one of our best months of the year uh normally because of the efforts that we put in during december yeah we enjoy the family time but there's other days where we still go to work and we make sure that we're separating ourselves in january
0: rj's locking up properties at christmas dinner uh, he's a he's on the he's on the phone that's where he's gonna make his next ticket. We cousin love
1: eddie it. you looking rough you need to sell your house <laughs>
0: <laughs> all right what what about you cj what are your thoughts grind time like in my in my rj voice
2: like what a snowflake question <laughs> yes. I mean, are you are you seriously telling me Like, is this what people do? You know, it's like you're you're out here singing Christmas carols with people, going to tree lightings, going to brunch, like shopping at this, going to Target, just going down every aisle looking for gifts. Like, what the hell are we really talking about right now? If if you are taking off, like, RJ's point's fair, right? Like, you should rest, but, like, that should be, like, ongoing throughout the year. It shouldn't be like you get to December and, just because it's like some magic holiday and it's Christmas and your kids to st- some of these kids listening. Right. So then and you're sitting there and you're like, oh, OK, like it's Christmas. Like I'm just going to chill until the end of the until the end of the month and then I'll start working on my goals. I mean, are we is this serious?
4: This is serious. This is but serious. So like, I think there's a lot of people in the real estate industry that confuse a holiday for a hollow month.
1: <laughs> I'm just going to say something crazy. to everyone that's watching right now. That <laughs> is what influence is right there. I just made Chris Jefferson talk just like me, baby. <laughs> <laughs> that is
2: influence. I mean, come on, man. I mean, what, AJ, what, Christmas is one day. What are AJ, we really talking question, about, man? I mean, you just, just taking off time to take off time?
3: this question comes from, it's not my question. It is me pulling this from a lot of entrepreneurs uh, during, and not just real estate. During this time, uh, I do think our industry is a little different because of what RJ said about Cousin Eddie. Um, You do have a lot of people in town. I know between Christmas and New Year's, uh, I have put uh, in the past many a house under contract because someone was in town. Now, RJ's model obviously is a little bit different because he's virtual. But if you have family in town and they all inherited the house, guess who is there? Every signer to, to sign that contract uh, to sell that home to you. And so I, I I brought the question up because it is a serious topic that a lot of entrepreneurs talk about.
2: I think, uh, I think a lot of entrepreneurs that aren't really entrepreneurs get excited about opportunities to take time off opportunities to take time to rest the people that depend on you, the people that families get fed from us, the people that are learning from us, the people that need assistance to sell their homes right now. Uh, I mean, they're not looking for you or, or any of us, I think to rest. Uh, so, I mean, I think this is all just planning long-term over time, over the course of the year, not specific to any sort of holiday.
1: I'll go back to one of the dates of our mine and Cassie story is the end of 2014 and grinding through November and December where we closed the deal uh, December 17th. We had $11 in our bank account total and we closed that deal and we were able to actually enjoy our holidays. And then January 1st of 2015 was the day that we decided we were going all in on wholesaling. That is the day that we decided because we were working on New Year's Day. Um, so blending question one and two. No, baby. When we were, when we were grinding it out and we were brand new, we were working on New Year's Day. So I think it's where you separate yourself from being successful or not.
0: There you go. <clears throat> I like it. Look. Just based off of the fact that he took a page out of RJ's playbook, we got to give the point to (laughs) CJ on this one. I mean, coming in hot. I knew just based off of one of CJ's posts the other day where it was like, yo, it's the last month. Time to lock in. Let's do work. Like We we all know that everything that's going to happen in January and February is like, dude, it's it it's predicated on the work you're doing in november and december. That's just the way that with, it
3: is. With that said though, Potter, with that yes. said, um I will see you guys in january. I'm taking the rest of the month off. <laughs> <laughs> well, no one's going to notice. Out. Out. Oh, so come on, Steve, like it.
0: Man, Steve
3: hey, is a man. going to talk about your
4: feelings later though. <laughs>
0: Oh,
3: yeah. very nice. It's yeah. like you somebody get- got a gift under the tree early. Hey,
0: you, be- you better watch out, Leon. You need to pay that copay over to Dr. Trang and Associates. <laughs> Light-skinned
3: Trang, <drink>, man. <laughs> He's feisty. All right, We're guys. we to that one for a while. Um,
0: que- question number three. What are your thoughts on what Ryan Pineda said? Here's a video for you people treat me now that
3: I have a beard. Before when I was babyface and I couldn't grow a beard, I definitely did not command the respect that I have today with a beard. I haven't got it carded once yet. I got my own clothing line because I got a beard now and we're closing more real estate and business deals than ever. Now that could be because our skills and everything else are getting better too, but I think it has everything to do with the beard. So if you want to start getting some respect, go out and grow a beard. And if you can't grow a beard, go out and get some minoxidil, which is just Rogaine and start putting it on your face for six months. And you can end up like me.
0: Awesome. All right. What are your thoughts on this, CJ? What about you? Beard? No beard? Is it good for business? Start us off, CJ.
2: Dude, beard is great for business. is great for life. I'm looking at Steve. <laughs> I'm, lo- I'm looking at Leon. And it, it, you know, it's it's like I want to create a new charitable cause for people without uh, beards. <laughs> Cause I'm like, dang, bro. I'm like, I'm looking at. I, I for, Leon just told us how old he was. He said he's like he played with the. He went to the Pistons games in the '80s, and I'm, looking at Leon and I'm like, he's like he looks like he's 17, bro. And I'm like, dang, I'm like, so he's got to go into a business meeting, and it's got to be like dead serious. And I'm just gonna be looking at him the whole time, like, who is this kid, man? Like, what is the <laughs> I got going on? It, look, beards are beautiful. All right, you know, look, you since style. All right, uh, if you can't grow a beard, I don't, I don't know what this Medoxidil stuff is or whatever. Um, I'm that's what I now I know what I'm getting these two guys for Christmas, man. Shout out to Medoxidil or whatever <laughs> Ryan is talking about, man. And uh, hope. Can you imagine Steve train with a beard? Light skin Steve with a beard would be great.
0: <laughs> Yo. I'm here for it. I want to see we need a beard on training in 24, 24 Absolutely. All right. What are your thoughts, Leon?
3: Well, uh as the resident baby face of PPD, um it made me want to run out and get some Rogaine for my face. Um, I think that was the ad that he was placing there. In fact, My thoughts are, it's the best product placement ad uh, that I've seen from a social media influencer probably in a very, very long time because why? It spoke to me. I can't grow a beard to save my life. Can you imagine 21-year-old salesperson, Leon, walking into your business going, you need to buy this? It just doesn't work. And I couldn't grow a beard. Thought about a couple of times getting facial uh, hair implants and things of that nature. But this ad made me want to run out and get some of that whatever that product was
0: that's outstanding leon leon with a beard is definitely something that's on everyone's bucket list right now
3: absolutely i look like i look like john for those old school uh rb folks like in the 90s i look like john b if i had a little <laughs> look him up google him you'll <laughs> we'll see it
0: yes all right steve what about you beard no beard
4: i think in my cj voice it would be like what are we talking about here right like (laughs) seriously so i'm trying to think of all the people i actually look up to that have beards i can't think of any right it's pretty tough so can i trust them with a beard i don't know is that a trustworthy face so look right i can't i can't think of anyone right now in front of me anywhere else (laughs) with a beard like do i want to hang out with them i don't know i just this this ad this this ad and that speaks to me i don't know what to say maybe ah. santa you respect santa yeah
0: i know steve looks up to santa absolutely all right rj what are your thoughts on the on the beard
1: I mean, Pineda is absolutely right. I mean, look at the results here on part of the disruption, okay? Leon and Steve, they never win. It's always me and CJ, okay? And look, the host has a beard, okay? Now, if outside of part of the disruption, just look at podcasting. We'll use podcasting for an example. I mean, if you're going to watch a podcast, do you really want to watch Steve Train? Or do you want to watch me? I demand respect. Steve just, I mean, he demands three stars. I mean, over We're and bored. over and over again. Now, here's the thing. I think that Rogaine should sponsor real estate disruptors. This is what I think <laughs> should happen. And I think we should test out Panetta's theory with every episode's train rubbing Rogaine on his face. That's how real estate disruptors should start moving forward. What do you think, Steve? Listen, I,
4: I'm not above it. I'm not <laughs> if so, came knocking and said, Steve, we like to sponsor real estate disruptors. My ears are open, right? So
0: so $20 real quick. is $20. That's, so real that's quick. What, that's
4: the saying in our office.
0: Just to just to go ahead and interject this real quick, we have actual proof of the monoxidil working. There we go. Boom pre-minoxidil R.J. Bates right there. That's baby face Bates right there. Like Rogaine, holler at us at PTD show.
1: Oh, man. That's amazing. I'm
3: pretty sure every Friday night I gave that guy my blockbuster card to rent. Oh. <laughs> <laughs>
1: uh, no, man. Nah. You, you missed that it. Guy definitely I definitely
2: watches his anime for sure. <laughs>
1: That was my running. Pizza Hut days right there, okay? I was the guy delivering your pizza. No one is surprised. That makes
3: sense. That makes no sense.
0: That, that is absolutely amazing. That might be one of the greatest rounds of all time on PTD. <laughs> I'm not going to lie. Um, we're going to give this one up for Babyface Bates over there, but I'm also going to throw a point, point to Leon just because of the blockbuster. Uh <laughs> Comment because that was pure, that was pure gold right there it was so that's how we're gonna break that one up we're gonna get into uh question four now how would you handle your organization missing a goal despite doing everything right to achieve said goal start us off rj
1: so this is a an interesting question you know i i, I think we're using florida state as kind of the the inspiration behind this, I think as a leader, when you set a goal and you you've done everything right, this is where it's most important for you to capture your team's attention and reset the vision on where you're headed and make sure you don't lose your team. Um, you see this constantly with sports teams where uh, a coach can kind of lose his, his team members, you know, aspirations, their energy for where they're headed and they just tank at that point. Um, and as business leaders, you know, it's really difficult sometimes because this could financially impact families and, and things like that. It's important to reset and then also to bring a solution to the table as to how you're going to achieve that goal. I call it hey, you could either have an excuse plus a story or you could come with this is how we're going to resolve it, and here's the solution. Um, I, I think it's very important as a leader that you do that for your team. Otherwise, everyone is going to to be lost.
0: Awesome. All right, RJ, we we like we like it. Appreciate it, CJ. What are your thoughts?
2: Yeah, I mean, look, we've had multiple goals this year that we've we've missed on, um, and my my thought is always like somebody's got to rally the troops. I think RJ made a really good point, like just about leadership. Uh, I think RJ and I are kind of pretty similar in this regard. You know, for me, like when we miss a goal, my intent is always to get in the trench with the person that that is like frontline for that particular goal, right? If it's somebody that's like working phones, for example, like I want to get on the phones with them. I want them to feel encouraged. I want them to feel motivated. I want them to feel like uh, that it's okay to fall short of a goal. I think sometimes we put too much emotion and too much feeling on missing goals. Like, the, the the goals are goals for a reason. Like you're not going to hit them every single time. It's how you rebound from it, how you react to that failure, and uh, I think you do that by getting in the trenches as a leader and, and helping push things along the way.
0: There we go. We go further together. All right, CJ. We, we let la- we like it. All right, Leon. What about you?
3: So it's a hard one from a sports angle for Florida State. They can't do anything. That team will never be the same. They've got graduating seniors and people going to the NFL. So from that perspective, there's that's a tough situation for their coach to be in. But from a business standpoint, as a leader, uh, both CJ and RJ had great points there. I think there's three words that came to mind when I first saw this question. And it goes back to coaching. Um, It's it's. First and foremost is celebrate because you did all the right things. If you did all the right things and you came up short, you gave me everything that you could. That means that we should celebrate that first and foremost. The second part is teach. Um, obviously, in life, not everything goes our way all the time. The same thing in business. And so learn from it. Get in the trenches. What could we do better than you know our best? Is there something better? Is there something that we missed? Teach. Learn lessons. And then last but not least is rally. If we missed our 2023 goals as a coach, as an executive, as a team leader, let's go out and rally the troops to go crush our numbers for 2024. That's I think those are the three things that you should focus on the most, especially if your team gave you everything they could and just came up short.
0: Damn, motivational speeches by Leon. We like it. All right, Steve. I'm available for hire. (laughs) Awesome. Just not through the rest of 23, right? All right, Steve. So there's two
4: different things. Uh, If I was Florida State, I'll do what RJ did. I would just complain and complain and complain, right? Uh, Like, (laughs) he, what what the athletic director did, tore apart uh, the college uh, football, whatever the committee, right? I mean, he's like, this is uh, a disgrace to football. Uh, This is a travesty, a disgrace. You've ruined college football forever, right? He went scorched earth with this. And the reason why I say RJ is because when he was legitimately the third best closer in the original Closers Olympics, he went after Carlos for years. To this day, he still blames Carlos for his loss, right? <laughs> so just tearing down the system. I love that. That's squashed earth. Internally, uh, if, if our organization fails to meet, meet the goals, we do what we call after action reviews, right? And it's nothing new. It's just something that's been around forever, right? Like what went well? What, what are the, all the things we did well? what are the things we could have learned from, you know, was it a failure of projection? Did we poorly estimate what the amount of effort required to accomplish those goals? Was our marketing off? Was our conversions off? Did, did we fail to spend enough, right? There's all sorts of, uh, in, in marketing, right? There's a, there's a lot of factors to consider. So even if we did everything right, was it just poor projections? So we got to internalize, uh, we got to inspect everything within the organization. So that's number two, but step one, just blame Carlos. I love what RJ did with close Olympics.
1: See, <laughs> I thank you for that. I will say this, though. Here's the part that I don't like about Florida State's reaction is, yeah, the athletic director, the head football coach, they went scorched earth, right? But then they, sh- they show up and, and the Orange Bowl literally now has had to cancel their media days because they're whining about it like little babies, like – Dude, they should have showed up to the Orange Bowl media day and been like, our goal is to beat Georgia and we are going to be the Orange Bowl champions, okay? Like, they're not attacking this as if this is an opportunity. And I'm going to use an example. I'm a Texas Longhorn fan. I remember a couple years ago we played Georgia in the Sugar Bowl. That was an incredible game as a fan and memorable experience. And the worst part about it was is Georgia phoned it in. They didn't even try it. And I, I lost a lot of respect for that team and that coaching staff because of that. And I, I hope that Florida State and Georgia both show up for their fan base and for their student athletes where they're not phoning this in. It's losing like the what college football is about. It's not about four teams playing for a national championship. There's more to college football than that. But tearing
4: apart the system, this, like destroying everybody along the way, for me, it's a way of demonstrating I get your back. Yeah, right. For me, it's letting my team know, like, look, I will fight yes. for you.
3: Yeah. Well, I, I, but I do. I one hundred percent disagree with what you just said there, RJ, in regards to the Orange Bowl. Damn, one
2: hundred percent,
3: one hundred percent. And here's why: what we we often forget in college sports is that it's college; it's not professional, right? And if the Orange Bowl is canceling Media Day, what do you think they're doing? They're protecting those young men that they know are emotional who just got left out of the National Championship playoff that did everything they could to get into it and then the first Power Five ever to be left out. So we have to remember these are kids. These are 18 to 22-year-olds in that range, right? Some Those are adults. No,
2: well, no, no, Hold on, hold on. They look hold like RJ, hold They on. look they're like No, nah, RJ, not, hold on, hold on.
3: They're not professionals. Leon,
2: I know you're a Florida resident. Maybe you're an FSU <laughs> fan. You're not too far from there. These are grown-ass men, all right? Uh, I mean, look, this NIL, just because you get, become 18 and you go play college athletics at a Power 5 high, high level, it doesn't make you still a child, right? Like, are they young adults? Are they maybe still kid like? Sure. But look, if you can't, if, if everybody's gonna coddle you, you're talking about athletes who have been coddled their entire lives. These are the, the people who play at mm-hmm. Florida State, wherever they came from, Leon, they are literally the best players where they came from. Quite of literally course. the best players where they came from. They've but been they're coddled. Not professional.
3: They're Leon, not they've prof- been coddled,
2: they've been coddled their entire life. College to me is about preparation and understanding how you're gonna have to deal with being a professional. And part of being a professional, if they want to get to that level, is even when you had a bad game, even when you got dunked on, even when you missed the, the final shot, the ref made a bad call, you got an obligation to get up in front of the camera and talk about the game. And they Excuse need to Jay. be trained and understand that.
1: Let me let me say it the way you said it earlier, okay? What's a snowflake-ish <laughs> thing I'm talking about right now? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but, but just a reference. Uh, CJ brought we up that We
3: will agree calls, to disagree. Sorry. We will so agree you for to disagree, referencing, but I will say this, the orange bowl, the orange bowl is protecting their brand as well on this side, right? Cause they don't want this whole game just to become about Florida state. So it's not just on those kids saying, I don't want to go out there and, and speak to the media. This is the orange bowl trying to, trying to push this down as the narrative.
4: Leon sounding like a politician. He's running for office. Um, but the CJ's point um, a bad call. I agree with you. That was a bad call in that Suns Lakers game. They should not have called the timeout. So I completely agree <laughs> with you, yeah.
0: Of course, Steve's going to work it in basketball. Uh yo, in the chat, Vic Hall has this comment, and I think that this is spot on. Nil took away the argument of them being kids. Like, look, you you're performing now. Like you you got to step up to the plate. Um, not all kids.
1: To- not all kids make a million dollars as a quarterback. Help? I petition that Leon loses a point for his answer being so wrong.
0: Petition <laughs> under review. We'll let you know after question six. You know, we'll <laughs> so we'll see how things let, go.
3: Let your kid be a 19 year old kid on a team that gets left out
1: and see if you had the same response. I I hope we're eight years away from that,
0: dude. Leon,
1: Leon,
2: <laughs> I know you're not the parent that wants every kid to get a trophy, bro.
1: No, no, you, you know better. Than that. Come on now. You uh-huh. I mean, than that. It, we're acting. Hey, as Leon's got a lot of rules.
4: trophies. Leave him out of the. Leave leave, leave his participation <laughs> trophies out of this, CJ. <laughs> oh jeez. We're
1: acting as if they were wronged here, dude. Let's lay out the facts. Florida State makes the playoffs. They're a twenty nine point underdog to Michigan, and they, they get crushed, bro. They're getting crushed, over. man. Matt uh, Potter, you should just go ahead and
3: uh, grab this back because we'll be here all day on this. Uh,
0: Yeah, no, no, no. (laughs) This will be for the extended live cut PTD where we go an hour and a half. We'll we'll go ahead and bring this back. After hours,
3: catch us after hours.
0: (laughs) All right. Um, Originally, I'm going off of original uh, arguments. I love this. uh, CJ and RJ were Mm -hmm. both talking about um, you know getting in the trenches with their people. Um, ultimately at the end of the day, though, the image of RJ without a beard is still burned into my head. So point to CJ on that round. (laughs) All right. Question number five. This one's very important and I'm excited for these answers. These better be well-informed answers. Taylor Swift was named times person of the year. Who would you consider the person of the year for real estate investing? Start us off, CJ, man. Um, (laughs) (laughs)
2: now here's the thing i really kind of got to give this to pace um and not not even because i want to i think he earned it really um i mean the guy's been everywhere um talk about needing rest i don't know that i don't i'm pretty i see i saw pace this morning on a zoom i don't know if pace has slept in four years um so you know i gotta give this to pace because the the reach he's been able to create um for right wrong or indifferent uh you got every new person out here talking about gator method which is like (laughs) just loaning a friend money right like you got people out here talking about gator method you got people out here talking about oh i just bought a sub two and wrapped it now somebody didn't pay you know it's all this stuff going on and it, and it all ties back to you got people out here like RJ's folks, right? They're calling realtors all over the country talking about they want to do creative offers and shit. So I got to give it the Pace <laughs> because his, his, the, his marketing power has quite literally transcended the industry in the past 12 months. It's like everywhere. And hats off to him, man. Real estate person of the year. Leon, give him a participation trophy, please. All right, and uh, I'm going to go with
0: Pace, man.
1: CJ loves marketing so much, it's not even fair.
0: (laughs) We're just going to update to underneath CJ, the marketer. That's going to be how he's going to show up from now on. All right, Leon, who is your real estate investing person of the year?
3: Man, I might get uh, some backlash on the last two questions here, and I know I'm going to hear about this one forever. But uh, it's not just because uh, he's uh, a really good friend; um, it is because I, I've seen the impact that this individual has made. Not only because the pe- the penetration within their marketplace is the highest that I've seen of any investor uh, in the United States, while while changing the industry and how some people have made it through these high interest rates and a market shift. And that's Eric Brewer, you know, five years here that he was ahead of the curve of everybody else's novations plans that have come out uh, before. I have investors that have shifted from wholesaling that 90% of their business is now Novations. And it's just not like he's a, you know, an influencer, an educator. He also is running a high penetration um, real estate investment business in York, PA, and that surrounding areas. It's just, it's super impressive to see. And so for me, it's Eric Brewer.
0: All right. There we go. All right. What are your, what are your thoughts, Steve? Uh, What's easy on this one? It's got to be pace,
4: right? Cause like a lot of us, we've, we've had our rise, right? But some of us kind of plateaued or hit a certain level and then we don't really grow much further. You know, you look at, uh, Kong has been famous for as long as I've known him. Uh, Max Maxwell had his meteoric rise, and then he's kind of like there, but like intermittently, right? Pineda's had a crazy rise, but Pace has had a sustained rise, right? He, like he, he he didn't just blow up last year. He blew up well before then. And every year, it's a significant jump, right? I mean, for him to be doing events with Dean Graziosi and Tony Robbins doing Speaking in front of a thousand plus or whatever ridiculous sized audience, uh, having you know conversations with Alex Hormozy on a regular basis, like there's just a lot of things going on. Uh, and, and you see the the amount of work he's put out there. I, I think it's pretty hard to argue uh, against Pace Morby.
0: There we go. All right, we got an, we got another vote for Pace. All right, RJ. Pull second for your- RJ. <laughs> what about you, RJ?
1: Yeah, I'm. I'm actually surprised by the answers. Um, I, I think the person that's had the biggest impact on our industry this year is Robert Winsley uh, with Investor Lift. And, and because of the impact that he's made on the wholesaling industry during a time where, at the end of last year, wholesalers were frightened to death. They were not able <laughs> to move deals and Robert went and made changes to Investor Lift without changing his pricing. He went and added Artemis mode, and where you're literally able to stalk your buyers, you're able to see how many pictures they clicked on, how long they were on the email and your landing page. These things are things that for two years ago, we would have never thought that we would be able to do now. And there is no competition for Investor Lift. He already owns the market and on top of that, he's received <coughs> astronomical offers for InvestorLift and turned them down uh, to maintain, providing us an amazing product. I think on that level, as a vendor, he has changed this industry more so um, than Pace and Eric as educators and investors. I think the reach has been more by by Robert.
2: Yeah,
3: I, think I don't think any of
1: those be.
2: answers No I was just gonna say I just wanna I just gotta get RJ's address cause I think for Christmas For him I think I'm gonna <laughs> get him like Hey I'm sponsored by Investor Lift Patch And like we are just like stick it on his We'll put it on his lower back We'll get him a lower back Like one of those tattoos Like those water tattoos from back in Tr- the day Like a tramp oh, stamp like, or wrong. Yeah
1: <laughs> Hey, hey, <laughs> there you take that little investor lift and tramp stamp me up
4: man. <laughs> I mean is not wrong right like the, the investor lift uh, the, the changes that they made in order to resolve some of the issues that we were facing like
0: mm-hmm.
4: having those conversations with him is like is what we're doing here's what we're doing Like and like he'll give me updates here and there and I was like this is just crazy like, the stuff that he's doing at no additional charge it's mm-hmm. crazy
1: I mean, my my okay. thing is is I would go back and say Pace would probably have been like Man of the Year last year. I don't know what he did in twenty. Like, let's be real, Pace. You set the bar high, bro. You did twenty five hour lives. You did twenty six hours lives. You didn't go twenty seven hours this year. You didn't earn it, bro. Sorry, you got lazy. <laughs> I And to my to, that's I was going to say earlier that I don't think you can
3: go wrong with uh, with any of any of those guys, but. For me, Robert made a massive impact in in twenty twenty two because of the market shift, for sure. Knowing Eric's business uh, as well as I do, and knowing how many people that and all three of these guys have made massive impacts, right? You've got Sub Two that wasn't a big thing until Pace um, blew up. Uh, you have Investor Lift that, again, Buyers List nationwide Buyers List wasn't a big thing until Investor Lift, and then. Novation wasn't, people didn't know how to spell Novation, let alone do it until Eric started putting it out there. And I've seen him help businesses go from, I'm not sure if I'm going to be in business to transitioning to 75 to 100% of all of their deals are done through Novation while still operating a fantastic business. And that's why, uh, for me, that's why I put him all the time. But I don't think you go wrong with any of those guys.
2: I want to say this though. Shout out to Robert. InvestorLift is an incredible tool. Uh, I do think that it, it 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 hit mass in terms of like the benefit, right, in twenty twenty two, and it's just getting better. Um, but you know, it, it opened up this wave of nationwide wholesaling. On, in the same vein, though, what what Leon is saying about Eric, uh, I do want to get some credence to too, because it is accurate in the sense that. Novations became a strong conversation within this in this changing market. Uh, a lot. I'm gonna put myself in this conversation too, right? A lot of people's business have been greatly assisted by the ability to put properties on the MLS and sell properties to people that traditionally would not ever buy our deals or even know that they existed. Uh, and there is definitely something to be said for that because you know that's saving a lot of our asses at the moment. Uh, in without
3: point. taking the without taking the deal down, right? A lot right, of us yeah. that take deal downs in hotel, that's easy for well, us. I, was, I used to be a huge
2: wholesaler, right? Before yeah. look before PTD and Eric talking about innovations, I spent a lot of money all the time, every month, on doing wholesale transactions. Where you got to take on debt, you got to take on risk. You know all these different things. I get on here, I start hearing Eric talk about novations. I hadn't even game done a before. Exactly. I started looking into it, and I'm like, damn. I'm like, all right, this actually does make a lot of sense. I don't know, man. Leon might be on the
4: I will say, though, I mean, I love Eric, but he can't win this. Wow. <laughs>
3: That's well, why I said when I started, I, I knew I would hear about it for a while.
0: Luck. Some, similar to Time Magazine, a lot of times not everybody's going to agree with whoever the Person of the Year is. Um, you know, a lot of times it is kind of controversial. I am going to say, I am going to say this. I'm going to go with Leon on this one. I am, and the main reason why is no RJ. Don't shake, don't shake your head, bro. Come on, he's like a bobblehead over there. He's like, anyway, giant massive
4: facial hair moving back
0: and forth. <laughs> yeah, so right? some somebody <laughs> s- somebody sent RJ some clippers. Um, <laughs> trim that up. The reason why is to Leon's point: the amount of investors that do novations now, and even agents that understand the process of novations. Is actually like astronomical. Like last year, I didn't know what the hell innovation was. I've done a lot of them this year. So, I mean, for the purposes of this year, we're gonna give it to EB. You know, right now he's probably closing his window so the landscaper stops, you know, blow, blowing in his ear right now. But, you know, <laughs> shout out to EB. You are uh, the PTD person of the year. All right, we're gonna get into question number six. Um, I'm sure everybody's seen this amazing meme floating around. Um, ING apparently is predicting that there will be six rate cuts to the Fed funds rate in 2024. Uh, Is the Fed really going to drop interest rates six times next year? Let's go ahead and start us off, Leon.
3: I don't know if it'll be six. I think after next week's CG, I'll know a little bit more. We've got Mr. Barry Habib that is giving us a, a market projection for next year. And by the way, uh, that's something that's available to the public. If you want to check it out, uh, it's uh, it's easy to find. Um, I Again, I don't know if it'll be six, but I've been screaming from the mountaintops on this show for at least a year that we will see change in 2024. Why? Joe Biden can't beat Donald Trump. Unless unless changes are made and people feel good about the momentum of recency bias and the best way to get that momentum going into an election year, going into an election in the fall, the best way to get that momentum is to lower interest rates and get people um, spending money again. And and being confident about some of those changes, so I do anticipate that there'll be uh, there'll be changes. I don't know about six, but for sure there'll be interest rate decrease.
0: All right, all right. What about you, Steve? What are your thoughts?
4: I mean, I think it's preposterous. There's no way. (laughs) There's no way they would rig the game for Biden to get reelected, right? Like, why would the Federal Reserve work with the federal government and Wall Street? To get by reelected. re-elected. There's no way that could possibly happen. Unless they're trying to win CJ's vote. But besides that, there's no way they would do this. <laughs> Just,
0: Steve has absolutely remained <laughs> unequivocally the number one conspiracy theory guy right there. He he believes in it 100%. All right, RJ, what about you? Six rate cuts in 2024?
1: Yeah, I, I don't know what Steve's talking about there since he's the one that voted for Biden on this panel. I mean, we settled <laughs> that last week, okay? Um, you didn't get that season assist notice? No, <laughs> this will be. no my, uh, my answer is going to be no. It will not be six times. That's too specific. There's no way in the world it's going <laughs> to drop specifically six times. So my answer is going to be no. I do think they will drop it uh, because like what they said, the election and everything else. Um, but no, I don't think it's going to be specifically six times. I think it's just going to be because it's an election year. Um, and, and also all of the rumors have been, it's not going to happen in 2023. There won't be any rate cuts until 2024. So they've been saying this now for at least the past couple of months. So not six times though.
0: All right. Another vote for not six and another vote, apparently for Biden. All right. CJ, what about you? What are your thoughts?
2: Look, I'm going to say what my buddy Jerome Powell said himself. You know, I'm I'm fascinated by internet land sometimes. RJ calls it marketing, right? Where, you know, like the headline that comes out and and people don't read the article. They they don't, they're not informed. They don't pay attention to these things on any sort of normal type of basis whatsoever. So they see this like headline going around. It's a trending conversation in the real estate industry. Like now everybody's got an opinion or a talk point on it. The guy has said himself as late as last Friday that he doesn't even know that he's not even sure. Right. Uh-huh. He says that he, we feel like he feels like we've gotten things to a level of place, but he's, he's not certain yet. And if it means that there's a rate cuts that need to take place, hey, rate cuts may take place, but if they don't need to take place and we need to hike them again, as late as last Friday, the guy has simply said he'll hike him again. So I just, I just, it's, Is befuddled to work? Yeah, it is. Right? You see, you see, you see all these clips on IG. Everybody's got a reel about it, and all of this. And it's like, did anybody read anything about it? Did anybody actually look into what's actually said? Uh, So I don't think we can even really speculate if it'll happen or not. The only people saying that it's going to happen are the people that are up their ass in birth. right? And and they got all these properties. (laughs) They got you got all you got all these guys with multifamily properties that are just praying to God every night, every morning, that please God, will their interest rates drop? They got stuff that's been in pre-development for years. And these are the same people that you get on the internet and they're like, oh yeah, now the rates are going down six times. You got to make your investors feel a little bit better. You got to make yourself feel a little bit better. There's, nobody knows. See
3: they're, mom, at the so, they're at the craps table. They're at the craps table. Come on, four. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> <laughs>
4: CJ, you're saying we should listen to what Jerome Powell has to say, no, 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 that's
1: the, not what I'm be, saying. That's what I heard.
2: No, no, no. This okay. is this is what I'm saying. What I'm saying is the guy himself has said he doesn't know. Mm-hmm. So I think you can trust and accept the fact that they don't know yet whether they're going to increase, decrease so rates or you not would, next year. Have
4: us believe that we should listen to a guy who is now funded. here's what I
2: here's what I think you should believe. This is what I'm telling you that you should believe. <laughs> you should think about where you're at in your business. If you're a long-term hold investor and your BRRRR strategy, Burr is your strategy or multifamily is your strategy, you should be having an honest conversation with yourself about risk exposure. There are literally people out here in all of our networks, mine included, that are telling people right now, hey, keep buying Burr, buy it at 8% interest rate, a 9% interest rate, 10% interest rate. And hey, next year, rates are going to go down. You're going to be fine. Well, what happens when we get into the next year just because somebody told somebody that, that is and then, such then it doesn't happen? Who was
4: saying that? That is grossly, grossly <laughs> irresponsible.
2: Um, <laughs> right, right, but, right, right.
4: No, I'm saying I'm saying if you're going to go out there and tell people to do something based off a projected interest rate, like that is so. People tell
2: weird. people to do things off of self-interest.
4: It's OK. I mean, that is for me, like just completely opening yourself up, up to all sorts of liability. Hey, Leon, who was the guy? Uh, um Was it from New Zealand uh, that spoke? It was the same event as Daniel Marcos, right? He's Um, like Matthew Pollard? No, no, no. It wasn't Matthew Pollard. It was a guy that... um,
3: Yeah. Yes. Um, I'll think of it. I know he talked about it. I can't remember what it
4: was, but he was an economist. And basically, he said, like, I don't know why you guys ever read newspapers or listen to the Fed or anything else. All you have to do is watch. I I can't remember which rate he was saying, uh, but it was like, just watch this. Yeah, he's like, just watch this. This is the only thing that matters because there's like a 90% correlation between the mm-hmm. Fed rate as, as a, a lagging factor against. And I can't remember what it was off the top of my head. Uh, but he's like, yeah, everything else is just noise. Everything else is just to sell newspapers, to sell media, get people screaming on the TV, getting people to make Instagram stories. All irrelevant. All you have to do is just pay attention to this one particular rate.
3: CJ, um, can you let us know who that Burr educator is so we can potentially nominate them for 2024
2: or not? <laughs> Dude, listen, I just hope... <laughs> no, no. Yeah. I, just before this show, I'm scrolling on Facebook and in my feed, I see, some, I see somebody in a Facebook group I won't mention where they've taken over a deal, they were doing Burr, now they're negative cash flow, they've lost their job, and they don't know what to do, all right? Like, there's so many other unique ways that you can create cash flow. If that's because here's here's the problem I think people get married to strategies and not concepts. If conceptually mm-hmm. your goal is to create cash flow, you shouldn't be married to just doing bur. You do things based on what the market allows you to be able to do. I've been a builder, I've owned apartment units, I've done note buying, I've done all these different things. Real estate things brokerage, because, real estate broker, shout out to NAR, right? Because you do what <laughs> makes sense. <laughs> based on where the market cycle is currently at. So if my goal is cash flow, there's so many other ways to create cash flow right now that's not Burr.
3: I've said it a million times on this show. I said, take what the defense gives you. And that's that's an analogy to the market. Take what the defense, the market allows for at that particular time. And don't just force square pegs in the round holes.
1: Real quick, just I want to give a shout out to CJ's director of marketing, man. This dude is so amazing. Look what he's done for CJ. CJ takes a question about the Fed dropping interest rates six times. He rambles for five minutes. and Somehow he turns it into bashing some guru on the Burr strategy. And he turns it into a marketing pitch for the U. I'm surprised he didn't just finish it off. We're just dropping the U at the end, baby. Yeah. Like, yeah.
4: up. Start flipping deals. Hey, the webinars. Yeah, Start Start flipping deals. 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 Com, baby. Deals.
2: it's a hey, listen, <laughs> it's the reason my students make so much money, man. Shout out to all the you family. All right. <laughs> shout out to the U family.
4: So we're gonna have CJ versus Leon in the next election. This is what shout out to FSU
2: is. and so RJ mm-hmm. understands also. I'm my own director of marketing, so you know.
1: Oh, okay. <laughs> hey, real quick. Um, did you or did you not vote for Biden? I don't I didn't vote. So you there hate. we go. I vote. I vote local. You, you vote. think presidential elections matter?
2: You you're probably the same guy on January 6th that was up there at the at the thing <laughs> in DC. <laughs> <laughs> you drunk that Kool Aid too, huh? <laughs> uh,
1: shout out to you and Disney, man. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Yo. Um,
0: That that was amazing. Uh, I am going to say the heat was absolutely brought by Mr. Marketer himself over there. Uh, CJ came in hot on that one, but he's not wrong. I mean, like, let's be real. Powell even said, and it's it's just so everybody can have a talking point and feel good about themselves um, that rates are going to get, you know, quote unquote cut. Um, So we have a tie. Between uh, Leon and CJ uh, tiebreaker this week goes to who has the better beard, uh, you know, just <laughs> wrapping that up in our uh, in our show. So clearly it's me. I'm I'm the winner today. Uh, now, uh, win for CJ today. It was a, it was a good show today. I thoroughly enjoyed it. I feel that we had a uh, a good time here. We're going to go ahead and do some outros real quick. We'll start with uh, we'll start did with Mr. Leon ne- get three points. He did. And then CJ just got one. Like, dude, I know how to count, Steve.
2: But CJ got two points. I, I don't say, know. Nah, it's third. Third. it's third. Yeah, but it's th- it's shout three. out this that, yes, that, and the third. Damn. Shout out to Bernie. Shout out to Bernie <laughs> Biden. All right. Shout out to Bernie <laughs> <laughs> Biden. Uh, I can't wait for the election, man. It's gonna be great on PTD. I can't. I just can't wait to just savagely crush you guys all election cycles. <laughs> I, it's, I'm look. If, talk about what I'm looking forward to. Forget a rate drop. I'm looking forward to that. Um no, shout out to everybody. I had a good time today. Uh RJ, good opportunity for you to win. I know it doesn't always work out, but it is what it is. Steve, uh, light skin Steve, man. It just looks good on you, man. You. it really is. All right. You you're my you're my you're my, <laughs> you're my favorite Asian, man. It's good to see you. Uh Leon, um, yo, shout out to FSU Sports. Uh, you know, they did they just didn't deserve it, bro. All right, they didn't deserve it, they didn't earn it. All right. You just got to accept it. Uh, but it's great to see you. Uh, Potter, come
0: on, man. I owe you a call. All right. Let's talk. later. <clears throat> today, man. Peace out everybody. Much love. Awesome. Awesome. All right. Next up, Leon, say bye to the people.
3: Well, I can officially say this is the first time I've ever lost anything for be- being clean cut. Uh, <laughs> I've never lost to anyone with a beard in the past. Uh, and to wrap up that last question, um, if you are at the craps table and waiting on 5% or 4%, don't wait for that 6 rate cut. Go ahead and take that 5 or take that 4 with that strategy so you can get out of debt uh, and going negative cash flow on that burst strategy that you've been doing for the last year and a half. It's been fun as always. This, makes, this episode makes me want to go out uh, and figure out how I get uh, Pineda's beard and get some Rogaine. gain. I'm gonna figure that out eventually and come back with one of those little pencil, you know, pencil beards, John B style. One of these days, by by the election, I'll have it.
0: I don't know. I'm I'm feeling mutton chops on Leon. Like I'm, dude. <laughs> we need some chops on you. All right, Steve. Say bye to the people.
4: Uh, well, I think RJ is pretty pissed at the moment. If, I, if I'm being Good. honest, uh, <laughs> I think he should have a conversation with the FSU director. <laughs> but I believe he did everything right. I really believe he did everything right. Um, I, I I love the format for today's show. Hopefully, everyone else is watching today and appreciate it as well. Like we like I said, we did have a good meeting. We've made some changes. We executed uh, majority of those changes. So, really happy with how it came out today. Um, and then again, if you guys are looking for uh, to be a panelist on the show, RJ and CJ are taking their talent somewhere else. Uh, the guy get the during the meeting.
2: So well, just fearless. leave
4: at disruptors.com.
2: Yeah, that's so crazy. Real quick, if I could, uh, I don't know who this is. I got an anonymous text. It says no collar ID. It says, uh, RJ, is your beard a lace front? <laughs>
1: <laughs> <laughs> Google it, man. Google it. They might not have.
3: I know they got lace
0: fronts in Texas, baby. Google it, man.
3: Google
1: Unbelievable. It. RJ, say bye to the people. <laughs> Listen, the uh, the consequences of giving in to a narrative of the moment are constructive. <laughs> Far reaching and permanent, not just for RJ Bates, but for all of Pardon the Disruption. I am very upset with you, Matthew Potter. <laughs> this, this episode was a disgrace to all of the Pardon the Disruption series. Torched the Earth, Okay. That's all I got to say. Uh, hey, shout out to Robert Winsley for being my man of the year. Okay. <laughs> uh, yeah. All right. He's sponsorship
2: dollars up. is sky high, baby. Hey, you
1: have your turn. All right. You had your turn. Get out, <laughs> CJ. All right. Shout out to InvestorLift for allowing uh, two 21-year-olds that don't know anything about real estate. Uh, we counted up yesterday. One of them is wholesale deals in 33 states. The other one, 22. Shout out to Robert Winsley and InvestorLift. That's all I got.
0: There we go. Tattoo coming soon. Don't
1: say, soon. Me, don't, yes. don't say yeah. bye to me.
0: Ta- <laughs> Tattoo coming soon to RJ Bates the third. We're waiting for it. Uh it was a great episode today. We hope that you guys had as much fun watching it as we had uh doing it, and we will see you guys next week.